Music, a force that heals, strengthens, unites, and motivates. It saves us, and it makes us, and no one knows this more than the fan. We wear it like armor, we soundtrack our lives to it, and we open doors with it. But most of the time, our stories go untold. I'm Becca Lee, and this is a podcast for anyone who has ever loved a band more than anything. We are believers, and believers never die. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking to my friend Jenny, whom I met going to shows. Um, We met when Anna and I traveled to St. Louis to follow a now-disgraced pop-punk band around on tour, and we've been friends ever since, and I really wanted to um, talk about her experiences with her and just see how, you know, her progression through music has gone and what it's been like for her um she's kind of had a different uh outcome or has came to a different conclusion than a lot of us where she feels more compelled to settle down after it and kind of uh it's lost its charm a little bit for her but we talk a lot about that and we talk about um the reality of not being a stick thin person and going to shows and what it's like to be bigger and how you're kind of treated like shit sometimes and kind of our struggles with that. And we also just generally talk about uh, our feelings around music and the music industry. Anyway, as usual, thank you so much for tuning in to Believers Never Die and I hope you enjoy the episode. So we'll just start off with what is your first like musical memory and like what like what music do you remember enjoying first? Like, cause like my earliest day was just stuff that like my mom would play, of course, but I know it's different for everybody. Yeah. So I'm like a first generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so like with having parents and stuff, they only listen to Vietnamese music, but like folky stuff that I like hated. I still like despise it as like an adult. But like, I remember, I think for me, it's definitely like just more high school of like mm-hmm. seeing what like, the other kids that like I kind of like the older kids I kind of looked up to like going to concerts and stuff I remember like young the giant coming here and everyone going and like I was like what other bands um so there's definitely young the giant there was like I remember the neighborhood played here when I was in high school and everyone really like went but I didn't even get to go to like my first concert until I was like right after my first year of college I think like the summer yeah and that was like a wonder and and sad to say Lainey opened up for them um but yeah I think that's like one of my first ones and I went with like one of my high school best friends and I don't know it was just kind of like the start of hey like maybe going to shows is cool because like by then I was like driving and I was only like I didn't go to school um in St. Louis to school in like a small like southern town in Indiana so it was kind of like a little treat whenever I was back home to like go to like shows or or do things like that because like going to school in Indiana all we did was like go to Walmart whenever we were bored feel that that's how it is here um I had like I had I was able to go to like 
a few shows before like I graduated high school like I my first show was like this American Idol live show but I don't I don't claim that because it was so stupid like it was just you know like the cast of that season's American Idol singing like basically doing karaoke like it was not anything special but my first proper show was Ed Sheeran which is was quite the experience because I got into him before like anybody knew who he was which is honestly the craziest thing that that has ever happened in my life because I was like got bullied for it like people were mean to me because I liked him because they're like oh he's ugly which honestly we're back to that now and I don't like him anymore but people were like horrible to me about it and like no one knew who he was and then just all of a sudden he's the biggest thing there ever was like it was the weirdest thing ever but I did see him live and that was my first show and so like his first album um yeah he because I got into him it was before he released his first album when I first started getting into him so he was like only known in the UK like obviously he had the following there but it was not at all like it is now obviously like and he had virtually no following here until the Taylor Swift tour and then he blew up with like thinking out loud and all that I'm Um, so jealous honestly I I think I remember you listening to like the A-team over and over again I can like picture the like music video in my head yeah it over and over again but yeah, that was, that was my first show. And it was really, um, I don't know. It was like the most incredible thing ever because I was so obsessed with him at the time. And like, it was just this emotional, like I, after I left, I had, it was like my first, you know, post-concert blues. And I was so sad and depressed for weeks after because it was over. And it like made me realize like, oh my God, concerts are are the best thing ever like I want to go to these all the time so I kind of have that similar experience of like having that show that is like oh this is really cool and something that I want to continue doing but um I guess going off of of that um when did you like first become a fan of something or a band and like what was it and like how like what was that like because like my first like true fandom experience was like fallout boy when I was really young and so I know like a lot of people have, it'll just be random stuff. Like, oh, like I was also into like the Jonas Brothers. So was there anything that you were just ever like, I'm a fangirl of this suddenly. Mm-hmm. And then you cannot judge me for this. Um, it was Colony House. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember them. I saw them like, so I've seen them definitely like one of those moments where like I drove, skipped classes, drove back home to go see them and like didn't tell my parents and drove back to school like right after the concert um I saw that like I took one of my friends from college and then met them afterwards and I was like friends with the person that like ran like the fan insta and like it's so weird looking back at it now because now like she's so well known to the band and stuff because they're like you're the person that's like that runs the like fan account because Colony House used to do a thing where it's like, hey, do you want to volunteer to sell merch for us? Because they couldn't afford like a merch person. So like they would just ask fans if they would want to do it for them and things like that. But I think they were like the first band where I was like, yeah, I'm like friends with the person that runs this cool fan account that like interacts with the band. So I've seen them like a handful of times. Like they were like the first 
and like only band that I've done like VIP for. I wish I could say I had only done it for one band. Just, it, honestly, admitting that you buy VIP is one of the more like embarrassing things to do as a fan. And it's not something I thought about when I was younger because I thought it was just the cool thing to do. But now I'm like, it's so how humiliating is it is to like admit that I bought VIP for like Hippocampus. Like <laughs> I almost did that. I think it was like the I was like, there was just like certain like I guess tours where like everyone was getting VIP. Yeah, like and you like felt fear feel. pressured into it. And even though you're like, this is kind of lame, and then you buy it and it is kind of lame. Cause it like wasn't even that that worth it. Like I just felt stupid after I did it. Yeah, I think so. I've the only VIP I paid for was Colony House. And then um uh, my friend Bonnie and I, we've seen Rainbow Kid Surprise, and she's been a fan since like they were small. So they gave us VIP for free, and that was really cool. Oh, that's so- actually really cool, yeah. But we didn't pay for it. So because their VIP was like a hundred-ish without a ticket. Oh my god. I got VIP. Okay, this was so worth it. Like I'm not even gonna complain. I will I will do it again too because I met them with someone I'm not friends with anymore and they're in my picture. But I bought VIP for Fallout Boy and met them. And it was literally almost three hundred dollars. Like that is the stupidest thing I've ever done, but it was worth it. I mean, I I almost I don't remember what year it was that year where like a bunch of us were obsessed with Sean Mendez. I almost did that for his tour. And I was like, why? <laughs> it's so expensive when they're big though. Like it's like, at least hippo was like, I don't know, like 60 or $70 or something. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I paid like almost $300 to meet fallout boy for two seconds. And the worst part is when you meet them, they don't even like, they were super nice. Like, like pulled me into a hug and all that he was a, it was an amazing experience for me especially when I was like 18 like it was like everything to me obviously being that young but oh my god you couldn't do anything you had you gave the when you walked in you gave some random person you whatever you wanted signed you can only get one thing signed and you couldn't care give it to them yourself they had to give it to them first and then you walked through and met them it was like so like controlled and weird that it was like why do people do this like this is such an unpleasant way to meet somebody of course like I said it was worth it because I got to hug Pete Wentz but it was also just like this is so like devoid of any emotion and it's just like I don't know it's like going to a zoo it's weird it's kind of like a hit or miss for me with stuff like that because it's like you know like meeting fans after shows and I was like either way it's like most sometimes I don't have anything to say and I was like maybe I just want to take a picture and just leave like please do not make me stand here and have a conversation with you I have nothing to say to you yeah I have that problem with like because it's like I just want a picture with some people but then I feel bad because it's like I don't want them to think that I just look at them as like like an Instagram picture or something because I don't feel that way but I also I'm just like I'm too nervous to talk to you and I don't want to make a fool of myself and so it's easier if I just get the picture and go and then I have that memory because like when I met Bondi from Catfish in the Bottle Inn for reference for the podcast um I truly said nothing Lacey and Benson talked for me because I was so terrified of him like <laughs> I, I was so scared like genuinely fearing for my life talking to that man for no reason and I honestly would have preferred just to have gotten a picture 
especially now that I'm like kind of like meh about the tattoo I got in his handwriting um that I I really wish I would have just taken the picture and gone because like now I think back to that and it's so embarrassing because of the way I acted like I just wasn't able to talk to him that it's like I would much rather just take a picture and leave like why do I have to be nice and talk to you like it's too awkward I I get it Al and I went and saw White Reaper do like an acoustic performance at like a record store and they had like signed pictures of themselves and we just wanted to get the picture like you know just a signed picture they already had yeah and they they forced us to take a picture and so every (laughs) single time I like look at it like this is uncomfortable and now the picture that we like literally had to take the picture to get the other one the printed one for like I gave it to Lacey like so long ago yeah and I was like man I could have just avoided all together it's so like I that's the, the only person I have ever had a good experience with genuinely it, it felt worth it to to meet them was Zach from Hippo which is why it's so tragic that he did Lacey so dirty but he was so nice to me and it meant so much to me like he treated me like a, a real person that's not even how to describe it because it's mm-hmm. one of those things where which honestly you will understand me more than I think like talking to like Lacey or Anna or somebody like first I saw this TikTok let me start this, this off of this that it was talking about how if you are not like super skinny and like I don't know like really I don't know just basically basic white girl that people will treat you like shit for no reason and that people who don't experience that so people usually who are like really skinny they don't notice how people will just be assholes to you for no reason in that way and honest to god the only person who has ever actually treated me like a human being and didn't like look at me in some way or just like roll their eyes at me was zach from hippo and so i think that was the only time i didn't have just some like humiliating experience because even when i met what is that band called that Lacey likes that open for catfish 800 times what is that band the worn flint the worn flint yeah the worn they flints. like genuinely scared me that he the his name's like kenny is his name kenny i think his name's kenny mm-hmm. he was so rude to me he was like so nice to all these like skinny pretty like like petite white girls that were around like just you know like you know the crowd at catfish shows where it's like mm-hmm. half like indie kids and half it's just like some like random like sorority girls he was really nice and friendly to all these sorority girls around me who and then was just kind of like and Benson was trying to cheer me up and make me feel better and in the picture because I was really uncomfortable and he said something about like you look so pretty in this and then Kenny like looks at me and like visibly disgusted because he said that and it was like so like I never want to meet anybody ever again it's always like that but Zach was not that way which is why I was so really good experiences with Zach but there's like it's so weird because it's like just a hit and miss like depends on who you're with too like Mm -hmm. as someone that's like you know done all the coin stuff like there's like certain like people like Mm -hmm. that I've been with where it's like you don't get really get a talk like you're overshadowed yeah I'm it's kind of like hey I exist too it's like I also waited out here to meet you Mm mm-hmm and but they were like talking for me it's always they're talking to someone who which obviously I, I have a lot of like 
self-esteem self-image issues but it's also like it's so painfully apparent when like they're looking at you and they're you're just like they're just like you're the fat girl and just a bunch of skinny girls and they're ignoring you and it's like very blatant and like that was what that tiktok was talking about how it'll be like so blatant when you're and, and i hate it and it's always like that which is why i hate meeting people because it even happened because i was actually texted anna about this and we were it was when we were talking I, I think she and i were talking about um what was it i don't even know but i, fa- I saw the tiktok and i sent it to them and they were like yeah because you said you were like really uncomfortable when we met swimmers because i don't know if i even said it to anybody else but i got really upset after we met swimmers at mm-hmm. i guess it was the the second show the um lawrence show because cole like i leaned into him a little bit and he like recoiled away from me and it was like really weird and he didn't do it to anybody else and I like obsessed over it because like at the time I was it wasn't like something in my head where I was like some people are assholes in my head I'm just like there's something wrong with me and I'm genuinely it's like and I was like but you always thought didn't you think swimmers were so nice or whatever and I was like no like I I like fought it off and was just like it's just a me issue but really like even then like I could tell that they weren't nice people because they acted that way with me like it's without fail when I meet people it's like band dudes are just universally douchey in that way I don't know this is kind of a tangent but it's honestly just the truth I've definitely felt it like even like just like not knowing what to wear or anything and you're like I don't know there's just certain pictures that I look at myself and I'm like it's cringe about like if you go on to like my instagram i've deleted or like so many pictures oh same of of me and band members and so if you go on my instagram right now you couldn't tell that like i like went to a bunch of shows but like if you look back like if it was like two years ago you went on my insta you can tell i literally kept track of every show i went to you know yeah same i I archived all archived all mine Mm mm-hmm it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know, it's just uncomfortable. Like I always feel like even at shows nowadays, like more like, I guess more like sold out shows and stuff. I feel like I'm taking up too much space. Yeah, like, same. Just, like want to squeeze and make yourself smaller. Yeah. Like all the time. So nowadays I'm always like just in the back or like in like a table or something. And it's always the worst part about it. And it's like, it's that when you're there it's not even that you just feel that way it's like the people around you make you feel that way especially if you ever get into like somewhere where you're around a bunch of like frat bros or something like mm-hmm. they literally treat you like shit because you take up a little more space than like someone else like it is like the worst I think that's what I've struggled with most and it's honestly contributed a lot to like just the general the way I feel about myself is the way people treat you at shows it's just so like obnoxious yeah it makes me like because I used to go to so many shows like alone and now like I haven't even been to one alone and I'm a little scared too yeah honestly same because I was wondering because I was going to go to bleachers I had tickets to bleachers and I was going to go and then I just got too anxious about it and didn't and then I bought that Phoebe ticket was so excited about it but then I just got way too anxious and then I just didn't go I just wasted the money because I didn't want to go alone Mm -hmm. because that's how people act not that people necessarily at Phoebe would have acted that way, 
but I feel like at bleachers there's a good chance that there was going to be a, a really really strong frat bro presence because there was at the last show of theirs that I went to yeah I think Phoebe would have Phoebe was a lot more friendly with like different sizes it was more like inclusive I felt like when we went yeah I really I'm sad that I didn't get to go and I I didn't but I was also just like I I feel like I can do this I can't handle it at this moment it's like it's just I don't know I like meeting people and it's fun but then after I always feel like shit about myself because they they just I don't know band dudes don't know how to act honestly it's their fault not our fault but they don't know how to act I swear to god yeah I literally we don't even try to go and meet people anymore it's like first it just doesn't feel safe it feels like we're putting the artists at risk and I just rather not because that's their livelihood yeah you know like because if I if I got sick I could just stay home you know but like then they would have to cancel tour dates and stuff and things like that and I just don't think it's worth it plus it's like by 10 o'clock I'm tired like I just want to go home like I don't I don't have time to stand outside a venue for hours like we used to to meet someone yeah and it's like I honestly it's like only worth it like I would stand outside for a handful of bands because like the artists themselves mean so much to me that I would want to have a conversation with them but like used to it would just be whatever band it didn't matter who it was if I liked them or not I would wait outside for them just because that was like the thing to do and now you could not pay me to do that like you couldn't even pay me to queue for a long time anymore like that shit sucks and I'm like I'm like I am too old and tired for that yeah literally Danny and I will get food across the street and not get into the venue until like 20 minutes before the main act goes on unless we like them at this point yeah I waited the last uh show hold on let me let Willow out one second okay I'm back she's being annoying the last show that i queued for was the national mm-hmm. and it was it was worth it i didn't even have to queue that long like we were out there for um i think we got there at 3 p.m and the doors were at like six so we were on there only there for like three hours and it, we got pizza across the street and it was just like chill um but i truly cannot see myself do like camping overnight or anything like that i've only ever done that once anyway i me and lacy um camped for uh catfish overnight in jacksonville and it was as you've heard probably extensively because me and lacy will bitch about it any chance we get it was horrible it was the worst experience of my life and i will never ever ever do anything like that again i do not know how coin fans do that shit i would lose my mind yeah as someone that's like done like runs of like four or five shows and like done that Mm -hmm. never never again I think the last time we did it was like in Tulsa um where like a bunch of us like met up and it was like the last the last official show of the how will you know if you never try era worst thing ever I came back had like got like a horrible science infection that led to like a double ear infection I literally met Phoebe um we like got coffee with Phoebe like a few weeks after that and I like could barely hear her and it was no. however it is very cool that you got to do that I think that, that was like my favorite thing I've ever seen like anyone get to do because wasn't it because like Austin like knows 
or is like friendly with her or something Wasn't yeah because you've been to a few shows because you know we've seen her because you know the smallest venue we've seen her in she sold out the duck room here which is like 350 cap mm-hmm. and then the last time we just saw her was like a you know like 3500 venue or something like that like a sold out like outdoor venue so we've seen her in like a whole bunch of different sizes because when we met with her before for that show it was at the pageant and that was like when boy it was boy genius yeah sorry it was it was the boy genius tour i'd forgotten that that was what that was because i was like that is so cool because i've loved her for like ever i actually wanted to see her when she played um she played saturn here which is my favorite venue and no one would go with me and at the time um i couldn't drive at all in the city whatsoever like i was way too anxious and Mm -hmm. so i missed it and saturn is only like i don't know at i don't even think i think it's maybe 300 at most i don't actually remember how big saturn is but it's really small like um hippo played it in 2017 like it was really small Mm -hmm. um and i wanted to see her so bad but i didn't get to and so now and now she's playing like such big venues i'm like no because i hate big venues not to sound like the most annoying indie bitch ever but i truly like i love small venues more than anything i wish everyone would just play small venues same because like my last show before everything shut down was uh lacy taryn and i sell glass animals at record bar and that's like maybe a 400 cap venue and that was like our last show that's and actually it, crazy to me because they're was, so big so now big. Yeah, and they're so big in KC. I think the last show they played in KC, it was like a 30K venue. Oh, wow. Yeah, but the Phoebe venue here for her most recent tour was really cool. The weather was perfect. Like, it wasn't too hot or anything. It was, like, pretty cool, not too cold. It was outside, so we got to see the stars and just hear her, like, sing. And it was the first night of tour, Mm -hmm. so it was really good. It was just crazy, like seeing like from seeing her in like a 300 cap venue to seeing her in such a big venue was it's crazy yeah I'm like so proud of her but it's also just like strange to see someone like again like blow up like that like it's crazy I mean she deserves it more than I much anybody I can think of because she's so good but it's just like wild that it happened so fast which I guess it wasn't really that fast but it it feels like it because it was like you know what three years ago she was playing small venues and now she's like i don't know a featuring on a taylor swift re-recording like what the fuck yeah it's like it's scary because like do you ever i, I don't know i guess for me i have like a tap like a top off budget for like how much i would pay for a ticket for certain yeah. things like Danny and I are gonna go see Ben Folds next year and like we're paying a lot for it but it's like one of his favorite bands but you can't but he's also playing with like an orchestra oh that's so cool so like I was like you can never say that you've seen Ben Folds play with orchestra so I was like yeah I'll pay the extra for it I think I play I don't know I would honestly I'm insane so if it's like somebody that I really like I would pay a lot like I am not above, like I said, I paid, you know, $300 plus like another hundred dollars to see fallout boy and meet them. So, you know, I can't really say much. Cause I, I would probably spend more than 
I'd, I'd be proud to admit on if I like them enough but I wouldn't do it just for anybody though yeah it's like so weird because like because of COVID and stuff and everything being shut down I think I tran- like transferred from like being like live music to like we just insanely collect records now like I have like so many like limited edition records and stuff that like I just invest in more I see honestly that's really cool and it's also like it's kind of smarter because like if you did like you could resell those and it would be worth a lot of money like it, it would you know it's actually worth something whereas like you can't like resell like a concert experience or whatever so at least like you're it's a good investment you know yeah it's just I would love to go to more shows but like no one's coming here that like really and then it's just like it has to work with my schedule too yeah kind of sucks I think that's the thing with having to be an adult where it's like we have to find a balance between like everything yeah that is it's the, thus far that's the worst part because I'm just like I wish I could just drop everything and just go do what I want to do but you can't because I used to could as a teenager that didn't have to worry about anything I used to could do that yeah I remember like just taking like weeks off to like go like basically tour coin and I was like I could never do that now yeah the same it's just so like I don't know, it was great and it was fun and I'm glad I got to do it but it's also just like oh my god I like one wasted so much money just doing shit that it wasn't because even like outside of the show I would just honestly blow money while I was there just because I could so it's just like I'm glad I got the experience but it also made me realize like how like crazy irresponsible it kind of was but it was fun so it was, I guess it was worth it but um I guess we can try to think of what the next thing because I have like a list that I go through and we've kind of hit on most of it but um I guess how do you think that being a fan has like has it gotten you to where you are now like how do you think like that because we've kind of talked about that some here but do you think that like for example with me like the whole reason I'm doing music journalism or doing journalism is because I want to do music journalism which I got into because of going to shows like is there anything for you like that where like um being a fan has kind of led you to where you are in life a little bit even if it's just on like a more personal level I feel like it's like it did the opposite for me like once you like you know gone to like the music scene and like because you know, I used to do like photography and stuff and concert photography um, yeah. and like learning like how like it worked with PR and stuff. I thought that was really cool. I thought I would want to work in the music industry, but the more we got into it, the more I'm like, it's not worth the money. Like you don't get paid enough. It's such a male dominated scene anyways. And I would have had to move to a city, um, to a different city where I probably would have not gotten paid enough to like actually exists there so like it kind of gave me like a oh shit you can't do this because it's not gonna make sense with like how like I live and like all the things I want to do like it wasn't gonna work out yeah but it's like really like I think it's really interesting how like it all works and how like how like people that like do merch and stuff like so I have a friend that like you know just do merch like that's like their full-time job which is really cool but it's just I don't think I was ever gonna be mentally okay to do any of that like I need stability 
And like, I learned that like long-term, I don't think I would have just made enough to like exist comfortably for me. Cause I've learned like the older I get to learn, um, the more I learn that I'm like, I'm an expensive person. Like I like to treat myself too much. Same. So I, I have to make like a certain dollar amount to like exist. Yeah, that's how this is honestly like my concern too is like even though like I want to do this so bad, I think I'll always do it on the side. Like I'll have a main job or whatever it is. Cause I'm not even that fussed with having like some kind of like I don't know, perfect career job or whatever. Like if I were making enough money, I don't know, working at Walmart, I would work at Walmart and then do music journalism on the side. Cause like I'm not, you know, I'm not just like super weirdly driven by like a career and being successful like I just want to be happy that's all I want like it's like comfortable and happy which I guess is what everybody wants but I know there's like a lot of people who are a lot more like I have these plans for my career I have these like like this vision for my life whereas like I really don't like I truly just want to be happy and be able to travel and go to shows and write about it even if you know I'm not making a ton of money but I also am like you I am expensive I like to have nice things and so you know I'll always have to do something else as well um do you think that being a fan of things and like going to shows has positively impacted your life um which is kind of back to where we were talking about like you you realizing that you know you had to take things more seriously and the music industry wasn't the way but do you think it's like positively impacted your life and like a like I'm a better person because I did this um I think so I think for me I think that like the biggest like I'm like talking with my hands you can't see it but like I'm talking with my hands um I think the biggest thing is that like I've met my best friends through it you know yeah. like even like my closest friends and like in St. Louis I met through like at concerts or through like people I've met at concerts like you know we technically met at a concert yep like Lacey's like one of my closest friends and we've all met at concerts like what we've met twice and we're in a group chat that's like really active yeah and I feel like I can come to guys to like anything like it's like one of those things where it's like if anything important happens like I tell you guys first even though it's like just a group chat you know like I remember like when like Danny and I first like officially dated I think you guys were like the first people I texted about it just being like I've met like a lot of my favorite friends like my best friends in the world through like music through like traveling for shows and stuff like that like I think that's just one thing like I can't take back like there, there's no like pros and cons there at all like I've met people who like I'm no longer friends with at these concerts that I've made memories with, but I've also met so many great people who I'm still like super in touch with, who like I've like stayed at their houses and stuff. Like um, my friend Macy and I, who you've met yeah. in Birmingham, we literally, I met her while we were queuing in like a college town in Illinois and she's from Arkansas um we met because someone thought we were homeless and like told us about like the food pantry and stuff and I remember coming over to her and like asking her what that lady asked and then like we followed each other on Twitter and then I remember like 
a few months later we were just like randomly talking about this band that's like from like Arkansas and she was like well you can come stay here for a week and go see them with me and so like I literally met this girl once went to Arkansas and stayed with her for like a whole week and so nowadays we've just been going back and forth like it's so crazy to see like how much like we've all like you know grown and stuff because you know I met Macy when she just graduated high school and she's about to graduate college like in like two weeks yeah, it's crazy like how like everything happened because I because I met you because I met Lacey and I met or actually I met you because I met Al, Al. I met Al because I met Lacey like it's like it's like just how many like people I have met completely completely on accident just going to shows three people going to shows that are now just like friends for life that is really what makes shows worth it for me and honestly the whole reason I'm doing this podcast and talking to people because it's just like being a fan is such like a powerful thing in that way of like you have this this community around something that that people pour so much love into and it's just such like a positive thing for so many people and I think it often that aspect of it often gets looked over because we just get called like groupies or say that we're just there because we want to fuck the band members and stuff when like that's not it like it's honestly like a community thing yeah that's too much effort to like be driving across the country for yeah like who's doing that for men like we do that for each other <laughs> literally nowadays i'm sure like well if there's a show that you guys want to go to like I will, I will come. I will, I will make it there somehow. Yeah. It's just like we're going for a guy. Yeah. Like it's just like, why would we like I sure as fuck was not going to like catfish in the bottleman over and over and over again to see like the shittiest set list in the entire world and to to try and fuck like I don't know, Van or Bondi. Like I was going because like these are my friends and I get to have fun with them and like live my life with them in a way that like it feels like meaningful and fun and we have this like great connection because we all love the same thing. Yeah. I, just, I just can't imagine my life without shows not even because of the music and the music is a big part like that's that's so important to me it has been my entire life but it's just the people you meet like even on completely on accident I think the craziest thing that ever happened to me was that I was at a show at Saturn in Birmingham and I was seeing Rostam who um used to be in Vampire Weekend but Mm -hmm. is, is now a solo artist um and there's these two people there it was a couple who are older like they're like probably maybe late 30s and we were talking about the shows we went to and, she, and they were like yeah I've been to um this and this so you should follow me I follow her and Al follows them and I'm like wait you know Al and like yeah we went to a show together we went to the which uh, not not a great thing to talk about because they're horrible people but you know we went to the Orwells with with Al we love Al and like it was like we were you know hundreds of miles away from st louis but i i met someone that like knew someone like it's just like the the craziness that is like the community it shows because it's really a lot smaller than you think it is with indie bands i think that's been the, the most incredible thing about it's just the people like there's just so many people that you'll meet that are so good and nice and 
I don't know. It's it's that's the best part to me. Yeah, it's so weird. Like looking at it now, like like I loved experiencing it all, but I just I don't think I just have the energy to just travel anymore. And so yeah, I feel that. I just but have I, like the time and everything now. <laughs> yeah. See, I I'm that way too, but I'm also like I've not gotten to do like to actually travel much. And so I'm like really into the idea of just traveling to travel instead of just traveling for shows. Um, yeah. I really want to go to like Chicago and stuff, obviously. I mean, which we, we are currently planning. Yes. Fully. Yeah, because it used to be a thing where it's like we would literally go to a show, queue, queue overnight, go to that show and then go home, which wasn't as fun nowadays. I was like, I, I would love to be somewhere for a few days, go to a show there and then have time to explore, actually explore the place. That's like yeah. just a lot more like welcoming and pleasing to me. But it's also because I think I'm spoiled because, you know, I am in like a sort of major city. So it's like bands will eventually come here. It's like maybe not on the first tour for all of them, but second, third tour, like they will come here. So I'm yeah. never too like sad about it. like Dan and I were talking and listening to Lucy Dacus yesterday. And it's like, well, she hasn't announced coming to St. Louis, but I'm pretty sure she'll come here like next fall at some point. But it's like yeah. one of those things like we don't have to worry about them never coming here. It's like we know they will make it here at some point. Just just not sure when yet. Yeah. And see, that's like for me, I think that's one reason why it's just been this like big thing for me is that no one comes to Birmingham really. Like they do. Like mm-hmm. I, lately it's been better because um ever since Saturn opened and Iron City got um bought out by Live Nation, which is sad, but more people have came since since that happened. But, like, for the most part, especially when it comes to bigger bands, like, um, it is so rare for anybody to come here. Like, the National have never played in Alabama, ever. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the Killers have never played in Alabama except at um, Hangout Fest, which is, which my family lived, that's where my family moved, is to basically Gulf Shores. So, closer Mm -hmm. now and I could go now but like before that it was like four hours away like I it's closer for me to go to like Nashville or Atlanta than to go to Gulf Shore so like it's genuinely like um very limiting here and so I guess that's a big part of why I guess I'm not tired of it because like I've not actually gotten to go to that many shows because it is so like such a small place here Mm -hmm. I get it it's it's definitely different when you like don't because like for like because you know my traveling was more of like hey we went to the St. Louis show let's go to more shows around here because you know St. Louis is like four hours from like Chicago Iowa like KC Nebraska like it's like four or five hours from all of the other major midwest cities so it's just more convenient for us to be like well we can go to one show but we can go to four shows instead because they're all like convenient See, that's why honestly why I want to move. I really would love more than anything to move to Chicago if I like it when I when I get to actually visit next summer. Mm-hmm. But I, because even though it would be really hard to like, obviously cost of living's a lot higher and, you know, I'd have to like basically start over with a lot of things. But it's also just like, I actually genuinely like see where you're coming from because I hate having to travel to shows, but I have no choice. It's either that or I don't see it or I don't see anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
the, the idea of getting to move to a city is like the most appealing thing for me because it means that I don't have to just like wear myself out just to go see a show. Because it's like, it's impossible. Like if I'm working and I'm like living here, I would never get to see a show like ever because it's just that nobody comes here when they do it's very rare and it would just be I would just be miserable all the time because like even if I'm not going to shows all the time like not going at all is like my worst nightmare (laughs) can't imagine Mm -hmm. thank you so much for listening to believers never die um it was really great to have Jenny on and get to talk to her about just various different things. Um, and if you would like to find Jenny, uh, you can find her at Jen Every Day on both Twitter and Instagram. And as always, you can find me at Where's Her Head on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, I hope you have a great day, evening, afternoon, night, whatever it is, wherever you are. And I will see you next episode.